Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. What's up, guys? On today's solo episode, I'm going to get into a topic that I've just always been kind of had a lot of success with, and that is building client relationships. So I want to share some of the tips that I've used over my career to start strong, to grow and strengthen that relationship over time, and then also how do you handle it when things go wrong and how that's really a make or break point, but if done right, it can lead to a stronger relationship at the end of the day. I found this topic is especially important for entrepreneurs as you think about your first clients that you're bringing on, winning them over, and using those relationships to further develop your product and to sell to new clients. So for all my entrepreneurs out there, I love you guys and I hope that you get a ton of value out of this episode. I remember when... I brought in the biggest contract I ever had before. It was a million-dollar contract for a multi-year relationship. And this was for an organization where we were, on average, selling in like the low hundred thousands, right? So this was a pretty big opportunity and something that had cultivated over a long period of time with this client, really focusing on building relationships with them. And I tell you, it certainly paid off. When they signed on the dotted line, they actually looked at me and they said, you know what, the reason that we're doing this is because we love the relationship with you. It's such a strong relationship. We know that you're going to take care of us. And so we're willing to sign up for this sort of agreement. And I tell you, that was hugely meaningful to me. It just felt great. And it speaks to the power of building relationships with your clients, both professionally and personally. For entrepreneurs, this is absolutely essential. It's essential that you develop strong relationships with your customers, especially your first ones. Right? You're going to need them to help you develop your product. You're going to need those relationships when things don't go as you planned. And you're going to need them to act as important referral sources and cheerleaders for you as you look to bring those next new clients on. So today I wanted to share a few tips that I've learned over my career for developing really strong relationships with brand new clients. We're going to talk about kind of at the starting point, how do you succeed? What do you do on an ongoing basis? And then how do you handle it when things inevitably go wrong and mistakes happen? Because that's an important point in a relationship. But to go to the beginning, whenever I start a new client relationship, one of the key things I try to do is get there in person, right? So I have clients all across the country. I know many of you probably have clients around the globe. It's really important for me to get to meet them in person because good things just happen in person and you develop stronger relationships when you see each other one-on-one in real life. And that's much harder to do these days during COVID. So I definitely try to have a video conference today. And then as soon as COVID is up, I'm going to try to get out there and see them in person. Another key thing that I try to do is I spend a lot of time preparing for that first meeting to get us off to a strong start, right? The first meeting isn't, hey, tell me about what your issues and challenges are, right? The first meeting is, hey, I've done all this research. I think I have a pretty good idea where your challenges are. Here's some ideas I have for how we can really succeed together. Here's kind of an engagement plan, if you will. Is this spot on for you or do you have other thoughts or have other things come up, right? I'm showing them that I've done my homework and I'm really giving us some momentum from the jump. I'm not going in asking them to tell me everything from the start. That just slows everything down and it frustrates clients, especially if they've been through a sales process with somebody else that's not you. 
and now they have to re-explain themselves. So it's critical to get off to a quick start. I also try to set really clear expectations, right? Here I want to under-promise so that I can over-deliver later, and I want to make sure that they understand what's possible and make sure that they understand what's going to happen next week, a month from now, a year from now. What kind of questions am I going to have for them? What am I going to need from them? And what can they expect to get in return from us? So setting very clear expectations. Another thing that I do is I try to play really good attention, right? I'm trying to be really focused to everything from the language that they're using, how they describe their employees, what do they call them, what are the big initiatives going on at the company, what are their objectives, but also from a personal perspective, right? How do they like to digest information? Do they talk slow or fast? Are they a storyteller or are they all about data? How do they work with their team and how can I help them succeed in that? Right? I'm trying to pay really good attention to everything that's going on around me because it's so important to building relationships. I also just want to value and appreciate them as people, right? We're starting a professional relationship, but we're also starting a personal relationship. So I I want to understand about them and their family and their hobbies and what's important to them. And I want to open up and share that about me as well, right? I want to talk to them about my family, about my five children, four of them are adopted, four of them are teenagers, right? I'm opening up about those things and how we just went to a track meet last week and how we got football next week. Sharing a little bit about myself and getting them to open up about themselves is a really key next step. And I'm trying to take notes there and keep details, right? So that a month from now when I talk to them again, I can ask them how that soccer game went for their kid, right? Or how that track meet went or how that college visit go, right? I want to be on top of those things. And that's how you build relationships with people. Another important point is I try not to be too serious. I try to keep it lighthearted, right? Again, this is about developing a personal relationship. So I try to be fun and enjoy myself and just be myself, and value them in the room, right? This is another human being who I want to develop a relationship with. So it's just important to just be myself and allow them to be themselves. Last note on the first step here is a really critical thing I've learned to do that I love to do is write a handwritten thank you note after the fact. It's something that most people don't do anymore. It's a surprise for the client. And it just, you get a lot of genuine appreciation for doing that. And it takes, you know, five minutes and my handwriting is horrendous and it still only takes me five minutes and clients still love it. So it's a nice personal touch that I definitely recommend that you start doing. All right. Now that I've kicked off the relationship in a really strong way, I've started to build that personal relationship. What am I doing on an ongoing basis to continue to grow that relationship and make it that much more stronger? The first thing I'm doing is providing really clear direction on an ongoing basis. So I'm communicating often. I'm staying in touch, making sure that they know that I'm there, that I haven't forgotten about them, and make sure they don't forget about me, right? And I'm providing very clear direction and expectations. Like, so this week, here's what we did. Next week, here's what we're looking to accomplish. This is what I'm going to need from you next week so that we can accomplish that. You know, let's set up 30 minutes to talk about it, right? So I'm being very clear about what those steps look like, and clients really appreciate that. I also find that it helps clarify my own thinking, about how we can help them get the most value. The other piece I mentioned earlier about under-promising and over-delivering, here's where I start focusing on that over-delivering piece. Especially for your first clients, you wanna make sure that they have a huge win, that they see a very significant ROI. I remember talking to one of my mentors and he talked about his first ever mastermind group that he held. And he signed them up for something like $1,000, right? We'll say just throwing numbers out there. And the first thing that he did was he bought them tickets to an event that cost more than $1,000, right? So he was in the hole from the start. But that's how committed he was to making sure that they saw a strong return 
so that they told people about it and that they brought other people into the mastermind. And now he's extremely successful in his mastermind and coaching work. So just a quick example there of under-promising and over-delivering. Another critical thing is responding quickly. You don't let stuff rest. If they reach out with a question or a need or a concern, you respond as quickly as you can. Minimally within 24 hours, I try to respond within the hour. And if I need to, I'll pick up the phone and talk to them, not just via email. So be extremely responsive. Clients really appreciate that. Back to the topic of meeting in person. So I try to find opportunities to get there in person to see them and take them to things like dinner or lunch or drinks. Right? I want some personal time with them outside of the office so we can really start to develop those personal relationships and those really pay off down the road. I also mentioned earlier about paying attention to how they talk about their employees, what they name them, what the initiatives are. So I'm using that now on an ongoing basis to speak their language. Right? I worked in customer service for a long time, working with clients in customer service, and every client calls a customer service rep something different. And knowing what they call them and using that terminology can make a huge difference. It just makes you feel like part of the team. So speak their language as much as you can. And then finally, make it easy on them, right? You understand what you need from them to succeed. Make that clear and make it easy for them to get you that and make it easy for them to succeed and look good within their organization as as well as within their overall industry. The last piece I wanna talk about is actually a really important piece and I find it happens in every client relationship that I've ever had. And it's really kind of a make or break time. It can either ruin the relationship or it can make it stronger. And that's when things go wrong. When something breaks, when something doesn't get delivered on time, somebody has a bad experience, somebody doesn't achieve the results that they hoped that they'd had, or maybe somebody had the wrong expectations. So some critical things I've found here. One is communicating quickly. As soon as you know there's an issue or hear about an issue or your client brings an issue up, you want to get on top of it immediately. They really, really appreciate that. Take responsibility, even if it's not your fault. I've had plenty of times where maybe somebody on my team messed up and I took responsibility. Hey, I'm sorry about that. I've had times where, you know, accounts payable invoiced incorrectly. Hey, I'm sorry about that. You know, I, I should be more on top of that. That's my fault. Even though I had nothing to do with the process, right? I'm taking responsibility. Again, clients appreciate that. Another thing I'm big on is apologizing and not in kind of a weak, I'm so sorry kind of way. But I know there's a lot of talk about out there about never apologizing in a professional setting. I think that's just silly. If I messed up or my team messed up, it's okay to say, hey, man, I really do apologize about this. Here's what we're doing to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Uh, something else I found really strong is doing it in person. I remember I had a big client relationship I just inherited. And they called me up and said, Greg, this just isn't working. You know, reasons A, B, and C, it's no good. So the first thing I did was I bought a plane ticket and I went there to see them in person. And I took one of my folks with me on my team. And we actually spent a week there in their building, getting to know them and their challenges and what's going on. They were so appreciative of that, right? That fixed the relationship, if you will. And we were able to renew that contract for many years out and grow that relationship. Going there in person means a lot to clients. Being 100% honest is also critical. Not trying to just be honest about the things that you kind of got caught on so you don't have to be honest about everything. No, no, it's going to come back and bite you. You have to be honest about what happened and honest about how you're fixing it. Something else that I found really important is presenting solutions. Not just saying, hey, I found this issue, you know, period, sorry about the issue. You got to come with solutions. We found the issue. Here's what we're doing to investigate it. Here's what we think possible solutions might be and what that might mean for you and for us. And here's how we're going to take care of it. 
right? And that might mean that you have to give them a bit of a refund. That might mean that you have to give some sort of something if you've messed up. And that's not always the case, but sometimes it is a case. And sometimes that can go really far as well in fixing the problem with your clients. You know, going back to that expectation piece, clients, especially when working with new vendors or new companies, understand everything won't go 100% correctly. Uh, and, and setting that expectation, hey, if things go wrong, Here's how we're going to handle that. Here's how we're going to work together to fix that. And then living up to those when those things do go wrong. So overall, fix it as soon as you can. Learn from it and make sure that it doesn't happen again. Client, here's what we're putting in place to make sure that this doesn't happen in the future. So those are my tips for building strong client relationships. At the end of the day, it's about valuing them as a business relationship, right, professionally, making sure they get off to a strong start, making sure you're over-delivering, they get that ROI, but also from a personal perspective, just valuing them as a human being, treating them like a friend and getting to know them personally. And then when things go wrong, just like you would for a family member or a friend, being honest, learning from it, fixing it, and then moving on from there. If you do that, you're going to find relationships grow stronger when things go wrong versus start to fall apart. So as always, I'd like to finish with a quote. This one's from one of my favorite folks, Dale Carnegie. He says, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. And that sums up how I think about building client relationships because I'm focused on them and giving them value and getting to know them. I'm not focused on winning them over with how amazing my product is or my personality is, which it certainly is not. So I hope that helps, guys. I hope you get out there and can build some really strong client relationships. If you're entrepreneurs, you certainly know how important that is to your business. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the communication nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.